Yeah, uh, I figure, you know, eventually we'll say something funny. <laughs> it's got to <laughs> happen one of these days. Getting posted. <laughs> I've heard of sex over the phone, but podcasts over Discord? This is ridiculous. It's Think Outside the Box set. Yay. Uh, I'm Maddie Hunt. I'm Cameron DeWitt. And this is a show about learning to appreciate... A weekly show. A weekly show about learning to appreciate an artist's back catalog. Um, It's the internet's only outrage machine, and the form of outrage we've been courting lately is... um, Intermittent scheduling difficulties. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like to I feel like the village people are cursed because we've been trying to get through them for so long now, and we've had so much trouble uh, getting it done. Yeah, uh, but this is the last one, so the curse will be lifted, and. Mm-hmm. They might make another one at some point. I hope not. I don't think they're going in any good directions. No, they're really not. Especially with Victor Willis being yeah. back in. But uh, mm-hmm. so I'm really grateful for this album being the last one. Bec- and I'm glad that we did the Christmas one earlier, even though that's technically their final album, hopefully. Uh, this album is really fun. I really liked it, most of it. And it felt mm-hmm. like a return to form from some of their earliest stuff that was really entertaining mm-hmm. and fun and sexy and camp. And we've just been trudging through uh, <laughs> uh, this catalog. Um, it's been getting rougher and rougher after, especially, you know, like albums like four through whatever the last one was. Yeah. Uh, this totally. one, this one's, this one's good. I like it. Yeah. I'm into it. Um, we have a new lead singer again. We have Ray Stevens, who played Roy on the children's television show The Great Space Coaster during this same period. Um, oh, interesting. Uh, he has this one trick that he does over and over, and it goes a little something like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like this. <laughs> and that did that really did it for me oh, uh, wow. he kind of does that throughout the album I love that you have a little super cut of that compiled I love that <laughs> woo, 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 woo. I don't know how he sings woo 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 that fast <laughs> it sounds like someone who got really scared like <laughs> it sounds like someone who's like super new age yes and also just a ghost <laughs> Ghost? I mean, ghost? (laughs) Ah, jokes. Um, I'm kind of astonished that um, the lead singer of the new lead singer of the Village People didn't prompt like a bunch of conservative like moms try to get his TV show canceled. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think people. When, when there is like a um, a hegemonic, you know, idea of like straight cis 
these things are undisputable. There's like weirdly more room for certain kinds of representation as long as it is like marginalized in a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think about this all the time, you know, with like um, black entertainment in the nineties, mm-hmm. uh, there was so many like, there, there was so much black entertainment in like, you know, like Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. UPN, right. um, mm-hmm. the black sitcom, um, and the one black sitcom. You know, it was black. The TV show <laughs> called <laughs> The Black Sitcom. <laughs> I mean, the concept of it being acceptable for there to be a black sitcom. Know, Obviously, that's older than the '90s, but it was still in the in the '90s. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I feel like there was just like a lot of, and then in in media as well, like in in music as well. I I just think there was like a lot of representation in hindsight, and I wonder if it's because there were like white supremacy wasn't feeling as, as threatened as Mm. maybe it is now. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, uh, just seeing a black person like on a screen, uh, people are like, losing their fucking minds. They're trying to replace me. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like Mm -hmm. uh, white genocide, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I, and I wonder if there is something like that going on here where Mm. it's like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 just it's harmless it's just like they're never gonna replace us you know right yeah um not seeing it as a as a actual threatening queer politic right not seeing it as um you know not not seeing it not seeing it <laughs> yes <laughs> title of the episode no don't don't do that um <laughs> no, no, no. i i i was looking at ray Stevens. he's the, the new lead singer of the people ray stevens I was looking up his Wikipedia page and I saw the dates listed on there. I saw 1954 to 1990. And I was like, oh, I thought those are his like life dates, but that must have been like his year's active dates. But it wasn't because he um, died at 35 from AIDS in 1990. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some people think that, um, at least on the Wikipedia article, it says that some people think that this. <coughs> Um, album sex over the phone refers to people's attempts to like have safer sex um, in response to the AIDS crisis. <clears throat> I don't yeah. know if that's um, supported by the song lyrics. Yeah. I wonder when people started making that connection. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, did you watch the music video? I didn't sex over the phone. Oh my God. Uh, it might be worth doing a, a live react okay. um, because it's, it's really good. <laughs> it's a, it's a good music video. Okay. Uh, capital G. Should we get into, into songs? Yeah. In fact, let's, um, let's do the sound sample as part of the video. Why not? So you're watching the video now? Yeah. He's get, getting all sexy in the mirror. Checks his watch. There's a green line coming across the screen. Oh, it's got little um, <laughs> sound wave. <laughs> Digitalized sound. That's not. <laughs> Those are. <laughs> They're on the holodeck now. 
Yep. <laughs> and they're pumping their hips. Oh, my so, God. They're all dancing. Coordinated dancing. But the one lead singer is like kind of ad-libbing in the middle of them and going between them. Mm-hmm. He's in a NYPD cop car. Close-ups. It, it shows all the various members mouthing these lyrics. Uh-huh. Even though it's just one voice. This fucking <laughs> I love also that um, they ne- there have been no women shown. Uh, happy International Women's Day, no women in this video. Um, and I love it because in the song lyrics, he's like, give me a hot one. He does not, there's no like, a hot one. There's no no hint of that no homo type thing. Ooh, now I wanted that. Guy with a great mustache is like rubbing the phone all of his naked, naked chest. Um, but yeah, there's like Maybe no. We don't need to do the whole music video. Okay, so that's that's probably um, all the best stuff. Um, but that fucking rules. Uh, I was having a little bit of trouble hearing you. Oh, sorry. But uh, um, I was yeah. just saying that like it's great. There's no women in the video <laughs> because there's no hint of that like no homo stuff that Victor Melissa was like so often involved in. Um, he would have been like, you know. I just want to speak to a very hot woman, lady, female, uh, because I'm so hetero. Uh, Sex over the phone with a lady, woman, uh, would have been his version of this song. So, to to be clear, uh, there there are women in the back half of this music video, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's... It's it's a very beardy performance. Mm-hmm. I think. I think it, that's like, great. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah they are not there to be the 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 locus of d- desire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it because there's a scene like a little later on. I don't know if you caught it in the in the music video, but um, where like one of the village people, I forget which one, like takes his shirt off after exercising, um, and he's has this like chiseled torso and he like gets on the phone and like goes to start touching himself. It's very clear that he is Mm -hmm. the sex object. Yes, absolutely. Um, (laughs) And that the, the sexiness of the video is the men getting riled up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think they do a pretty good job in the video of like in the little vignettes of being horny and it being hot. Right. Um, yes. It's I not agree. played. It's not played for comedy. It's like, oh, look at these horny men. Isn't that funny? In like right. an anime mm-hmm. uh, side character kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not like, oh, bloody nose, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or awuga. They're just like, no, I'm hot. I'm horny. Um, and that is what is hot in the video. It's also fun and silly, but like, I think it's pretty clear. Um, and and the women in it are really great um Mm -hmm. i think their performance is pretty dialed in Mm -hmm. uh also i have (laughs) this sound sample um i think this is so perfectly delivered and it's so funny here it goes Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) 
He's like, what's your name? Who cares? <laughs> That's so funny. And then, okay, what do you look like? Hot. I I'm, like very I'm hot. very hot. Very non-specifically, <laughs> just hot. And then he goes, ah, yes. <laughs> I like this idea um, that uh, they're sort of this like actually disembodied. It's like, it doesn't matter if you're black or white, you know, um, you, you could be anyone. Uh, and... That she's like really leaning into that, just mm-hmm. like I am like a concept. Yes. <laughs> like I'm a disembodied concept <laughs> of hotness. Yes. <laughs> oh, I if you that. could see this body, it's unseeable and unknowable, <laughs> but it is hot. <laughs> it's a real cloud of unknowing of a body, <laughs> but yeah. it's very hot, very hot cloud. Um, yeah. What a, what a great song. Um, I, I love that they're like. They can be short or tall. They can be black, or, or they can be white or black. Yeah. And I love that, like, it incorporates the gang vocals. It can be of, a man or woman. <laughs> it can be a man. <laughs> you know, when you're on the other side of a glory hole, you just, you don't know who's over there. Like, it could be anyone. It could be someone who's hot. He's definitely hot. And who cares what their name is? And they could, you know, plausible deniability is the name of the game. <laughs> um, love it. Yes. Um... God, it's it's so fun to see this like um this kind of um eroticization of men. Um I tried watching Magic Mike uh a couple days ago. Um 2012, Steven Soderbergh, Channing Tatum. Um I I really like that movie. I had a hard time with it. Um Interesting. Speak on that. Yeah. I, I don't know when the last time you watched it was, but um this is my first time seeing any of the Magic's Mike. Um, probably <laughs> 2018 is probably when I watched it. Okay, gotcha. Um, <clears throat> and um, it's it's kind of an odd movie. I mean, it's very Soderbergh, like very kind of like slice of life. It start it just like throws you into the action. Um, and I had just gotten to like the first dancing scene, which Channing Tatum is like fucking amazing in. He's so like yeah. sinuous and flowy and. Apparently, the movie is, like, partially based on his life when he was a male stripper in Tampa, Florida. Um, Amazing. So, good for him. Um, but um, the depiction of, like, the the masculinity and the eroticism of it, I felt very, like, aggressively heterosexual. And it felt very male gazy in this way of... It was, like, aspirational. I felt like it was sort of, like, the way it was... Like, it felt like it was made for a male audience to be like, yes, this is who I want to be. This is like, it wasn't like, we are going to appreciate these men and how sexy they are. It was more like, um, you know, these guys are sexy and we want you to feel like that. And we want you to like, um, sort of put yourself in these shoes and have women just like catcalling you and like just all over you. And, um... Granted, this is like the first half hour of the of the movie, and I um, had to turn it off um, for unrelated reasons. But the tone of it, and like the the depiction of like masculinity and eroticization, felt felt it just felt like so. I don't know. Um, all that to like contrast it with this, where um, the men are just like really hot, and we're meant to appreciate their hotness. Um, yeah. Whereas in Magic Mike, it didn't feel like that was 
what we were supposed to be doing, necessarily. At least not in a desire way. It was more like a sort of the old line about James Bond, where it's like, uh, women want to be with him and men want to be him. Right. Um, right. I, I think you should watch the rest of it. I okay. really be curious to, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's a good movie. Mm. Uh, and I think that they're not necessarily endorsing in, in simple ways, everything they're depicting. Gotcha. So, but okay. you know, it's hard. It's hard to tell sometimes. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to maybe the low point of this album? <laughs> their spec, <laughs> they're written on spec. Uh. You, you know, New York City is kind of a character. Like it should be cra- New York City as herself in this song. Um, it's such a fresh new idea. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this song is called New York City. Some tender love care. What do you need? Something kinky, something rare. What do you need? You know you're gonna find it there. New York City. New York City. You can make it if you try. New York City. And the price is never high. You can play a million things every day. A million The price is never high. Have you been to New York City? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe in the eighties it wasn't. Maybe it was different in the eighties. I mean, it, yeah, I don't it know. was a very different city in the eighties. Um, There's uh, <laughs> this is oh they a... call it Ass City at at, at some point. <laughs> One of the riffs, I love that. Yeah. Um, there's some bizarre lyrics. Standing on the corner, just me and Yoko Ono. We was waiting for Jerry to land. I'm, I'm not sure who Jer- Jer- like Jerry Here, here Garcia? come old flat top grooving up slowly. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't, it's also just like I don't know. I it's kind of odd because this is not that long after um, Yoko Ono's husband was shot on a street corner in New York City. Um, yeah, and weird. I, I don't know. Like I don't know if I, I've, I'm just bringing that to me like. Yoko Ono in a street corner in New York City like makes me put these things. I don't know if that's just me, but like I don't know. It's odd, right? Um, Too uh, soon. Up come a policeman, shoved us. Uh, and genius says of the street. Uh, I think it's off the street. Singing power to the people today. I don't think the policeman was singing. I think he is saying we are singing yeah. power to the people today. And um, I appreciate that. I like that they, um, despite having a like cop main character of their band. A hot cop. Hot cop, yes. Um, that they are still like, hey, cops fucking suck, especially NYPD. Yeah. Uh, I I think this is an interesting little stanza. Well, we played some funky boogie yeah. and laid some tutti fruity singing long, to- long tall Sally's a man. Singing long tall Sally's is a man. Mm-hmm. Up come a preacher man trying to be a teacher, singing God's a red herring in drag. I love that. And that's why um, conservatives have yeah. banned God, because they are not allowing <laughs> drag anymore. So, God lets states like Tennessee. <sighs> Tennessee. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Yuck. So awful. <clears throat> um, yeah. Okay. There's some like uh, perfunctory like, New York references 
And they do them in such a perfunctory way. It almost feels like self-aware where they're like, well, we did the Staten Island Ferry making movies for the telly, played the Fillmore and Apollo for freedom, tried to shake our image just a cycling through the village. Um, but we have found that we had left it back in London. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Some odd stuff there. But it's, it's, uh, it's funny. Yeah, there, there's some kind of interesting moments in this. More interesting than their typical, like, destination advertisement. Right, yeah. Uh, songs. <laughs> Tourist um, ad type yeah. songs. Yeah. Getaway vacation. <laughs> Just go somewhere. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, there's some, there are some specifics and they're not all just sort of pandering New York specifics, but there mm-hmm. are some of them. Yeah. And they keep saying Capasa, New York, which yeah. is yeah. interesting. I feel like that's one Pasa, of the languages that's spoken. Yes. I feel like also <laughs> Spanish is starting to be used in like this kind of odd pop culture, like hip way. Yeah. You see it in Terminator 2, the whole Asta La Vista. Asta La Vista. Yeah. That yeah. whole thing where it's... Or, and it's... Um, Icaramba. I think Que Pasa, Vaya Con Dios. I don't know. The the ways that like the Spanish yeah. language is used in American pop culture is... Probably there's books written about that. Adios, um, amigos. Yes. Uh, um, just Cameron, do you want to just give me what I want? Well, real quick, I want to mention... Um, there is a new writer, two new writers, I believe, on this album. Mm-hmm. There's Fred Czar mm-hmm. and Bruce Valanche. Uh, yeah, no, not with a C. Uh. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't necessarily... I, I'm looking to see what else he's, he's written. Uh, I don't recognize any of the stuff. Anyway, I think there's definitely a new voice. Uh, writing voice Mm -hmm. but um yeah and it feels like it has some better um like focus on specifics or um less of just like hey new york right it's more like there's something like they're saying something about it rather than just like it's new york (laughs) Um, it it is it sure is anyhow um Anyhow. Now, do you want to give me what I want, Cameron? You've made yes. me wait for so long. <laughs> I'm not looking for a fight. Wanna make it last all night. Baby, just take my hand. And do the thing that I demand. Give me, give me what I want. That's cute. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that vocal. Yes. I I, I think it's like kind of hot and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and I think the way that they're, I think that's multiple people, but they're like singing with each other. Uh, the way it's mixed, the way their blend fits. I think it's really great. Mm-hmm. Um and I like that real like synthesizer sound. I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that's cool. It's probably like sawtooth, one of those shapes that people are always talking about. What one of those? Yeah, one of those. Uh, I I think this song's pretty sexy, and I mm-hmm. want to ask you what you think about the 
the turn of sort of non-consensual uh, sexuality that this album heads into of like sort of coercion and non-consent. Uh, I want to like, I don't know how ha- <laughs> I don't want to like just judge it out of hand. Uh, right. I think, I think there's something else going on. I don't necessarily know how to put my finger on it, but like the songs are just give me what I want. I won't take no for an answer. Power of the Night, which has a bunch of, like, you forced me to surrender. You held me in your prison. Got no will to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there is, there's a lot of power stuff. There's a lot of uh, pursuer pursued. Um, there's a lot of um, uh, force mm-hmm. in the sexuality that's depicted. And I want to give it pass because this album feels more gay um mm-hmm. not that i think that not that i think those dynamics are like <laughs> cool or healthy but also you know uh we were t- talking about this a little bit in the um pre-show um for supporters uh what's in the box weekly um i was mentioning nice Thank you. <laughs> I was mentioning the right to sex by uh, Amiya Cernavasan, um, and how she talks about like we're not entitled, you know, to desire anyone or for other people to be to desire us. Um, however, each person is responsible, not in a legal way, uh, but in a like moral um, imperative way to. Uh, examine their own desires to see if the desires they've inherited are uh, maybe mutable and mm-hmm. can change. And if maybe they should change uh, because maybe they are tied up in some supremacy or um, abusive systems. Um, but that it, it also isn't our job to like repress right. like every desire that we have. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have to like, be open to growing and changing and not take it for a given that we want what we want and it'll never change. And that we're entitled to, uh, never examine our desires and where they come from. Uh, but that at a certain point also, it's like, we have to find ways to channel the stuff we have, um, the things that we find sexy. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, it's hot to watch a vampire movie at, because of the conflation of like uh, male desire and violence and sexuality mm-hmm. and being um, drained of your life because someone's so Ooh. thirsty for you. Ooh. Yeah. All, all of that, all of that stuff is, is hot and it is hot for extremely problematic reasons, you know? So um, like, well, I think potentially, I don't know if I want to like, Potentially endorse that as a as a broad statement. I think the 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 thing I think of in response to that is um, the high context nature of this music and um, the audience, the intended audience and setting for these songs. I think "Sex Over the Phone" and probably "New York City" are meant to be like broader appeal. Um, yeah maybe even verging into like novelty song or like, you know, putting out a song that's like, 
hey, you know, we did this song called Sex Over the Phone. Wouldn't, you know, wouldn't really mind it if y'all weirdo straight people like ran with it and made it a, like a novelty hit and played it at like, like middle school dance. No, I guess not like middle school dances <laughs> like YMCA. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't do that. But, you know, it's still the sort of like novelty yeah, song sure. type thing for a yeah. pretty broad audience. And I feel like a lot of the rest of these, of these albums are meant to be played at gay clubs. <laughs> Yeah. Which is not to say that at a gay club, consent is a non-issue. Um, because it obviously always is. Um, but I think also, um, I don't know, some people like to be dommed. Um, maybe Ray Stevens is just such, such a top that like he's bringing that real top energy. Um, <laughs> which, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> it, I'm I saying jokes, that the... I'm saying that the the origins of those desires are inseparable from like problematic like stuff. And that doesn't mean that the desire is problematic. I'm just saying that like if you like if if it is hot to you to, like if coercion and non-consent is hot to you that is like it's hard to separate that out from our patriarchal systems of like of sex. And it's like I, I guess some people could have some sort of, you know, like, no, there's this pre-discursive death drive or something. <laughs> you could make an argument for that, mm. but like, Love I Freud. think that would be a little, <laughs> a little obtuse, you know, it's like, yeah. uh, so I'm not trying to like yuck anyone's yums. Mm -hmm. I'm saying yums are complicated and they're, uh, they are tied to this other stuff. Can that be the episode title? Are we having a fight? Can that be the episode title? Yums are complicated. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love Great. that. Um, <laughs> unless you come up with a better one, obviously, of course. But um, yeah, I I don't know if it's like worth thinking too much about like the origin, like the quote unquote origins of like some of these desires, because um, there's always like nature versus nurture. Um, I do think that. There does appear to be some, I don't know, potentially like natural inclinations towards um, dominance versus submission. And of course, our, our culture can like take that and run with that and make it like a very privileged hierarchy or a privileged, like weird strict binary or something like that. Um, but I guess all that to say, like, I don't necessarily, because like everything comes, like, comes from and is like influenced by the culture and how we're raised and even the fact that we can use language um, as someone develops, if they don't learn language, like verbal language by a certain point and they get old enough, they are not able to, like their brains are not capable of it. So like our cultures literally change the physical structures in our brains. Um, yeah. So I don't know if it's like really worth like talking about, too much or like focusing too much on like the origins because i feel like the the important thing is like what we do with the situations and like the desires we have and um i think um especially in a sexual context um i mean these are these are dudes who uh, i mean we, we were reading like in the first episode about a very extreme like gay sex club in new york that was like all kinds of like um leather bdsm even getting into things like coprophilia and stuff like that um and i think um yeah i guess um i guess what i'm trying to say is that um 
it's not that consent is like a non-issue, but um, just because you are being dominant in your sexual relationship doesn't necessarily mean that you are like a power tripping person who doesn't care about consent or is like rapey necessarily, you know? Um, you, you and I definitely agree on that. Okay, good. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and <laughs> I, it sounds like you're saying that even as that is true, the origin of that does desire is probably problematic. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that or if I do, I don't know if it's necessarily all that relevant because like, everything's filtered through that um and i i i mean i believe it's possible for like people to be doms and subs in a healthy way and not have it be just like reproducing and reinforcing things like patriarchy and like violence and stuff i i believe that too Mm. okay i definitely do um and i think also specifically for like the gay subculture um fantasy is like so big and so many of the people were deeply closeted and forced to like repress things. And one of the ways you can access repressed feelings is if you are fantasizing about someone forcing you into enacting those things or participating in things that like you're not quote unquote supposed to. Um, yeah. I think it's a really similar conversation to the one about um, baby. It's cold outside. I think we've referenced that a number of times of like, you know, the, it was a standard, like, internet meme for a while of, like, wow, this song is super rapey. And um, I think at some point someone was like, all right, I'm going to, like, actually get into this and say that, like, when it was written, this was her consenting. That she was saying, she was, like, doing all the correct social signals to signal consent without outright saying, yes, I want to have sex because she wasn't allowed to. And so it was, it's kind of, in some sense, like an empowering song, but also like a great example of like rape culture and how if women are not allowed to say yes, then they are also not really allowed to say no either. Um, so I don't know. Much of yeah, uh, yeah, I think that, I think it's, it's a really nuanced song and people like, you know, kind of tried to cancel it for a minute there or not address um like not wanting to like address what i i think it's a great example because that song is reflecting something deeply problematic mm-hmm. and it's about how people are negotiating their desires that they have inherited uh uh in a problematic setting um mm-hmm. and there are problematic origins to that song and the thing that that song depicts that doesn't mean that the way that they're behaving is problematic but none of this would be here if it wasn't for the package you know that it's in Mm -hmm. um yeah i I think that's all i'm trying to say like uh like just because something has a problematic origin um like for for instance here's an extreme example there is a part of me that wants to destroy uh, gender <laughs> and mm, like mm-hmm. doesn't want anyone to have it. And there's a little super villain in me that wants to like, um, you know, uh, disinte- have a gender disintegration ray and mm-hmm. just like, yeah. you have no gender anymore. <laughs> um, however, there are people uh, for whom 
gender is really, really important. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of those people are trans binary or closer to one of the poles. And, you know, sometimes I hear, you know, like, uh, well, I'll say this recently. I said to a friend, I was like, Oh, how do they like to be referred? And they're like, she, her, but she doesn't like to be referred to, you know, like as ladies or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh yeah. I only speak that way uh, to trans femme folks um, because <laughs> uh, in my experience, anecdotally, a lot of trans femme folks seem to like stuff that would be unacceptable uh, to most uh, cis women <laughs> in my life. Um, and they, and they find pleasure in some of those um, uh, more benign uh chivalrous or maybe even misogynistic gender roles. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can think that that comes from a, the package of that, that, that pleasure is, you know, violence and oppression. And it's like fucked. And that's the part of me that wants to be like, no, burn it all down. Don't find pleasure in anything Mm -hmm. that is related to your own oppression. Uh, But then there's another part of me that's like, you know what? who cares? Uh, (laughs) you know, like it's, if it's meaningful and there, and there's pleasure there, then, um, it doesn't matter where it's from. It matters where it's going. Yeah. And, uh, it, it reminds me so much of like the, the slogan, no ethical consumption under capitalism. And the answer isn't necessarily, we'll just all starve to death. The answer is like a lot more complicated nuance of like, you kind of like try to, to make it work. And, You might have to, like, be given these pieces from a bad context and try to assemble them or work with them in a way that is not, like, reproducing or reinforcing that bad context. Anyway. um, And you might just have, and you might just have to buy the Harry Potter video game. (laughs) That's, that's, that's what people have been saying. Like, oh, I want, you know, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, so I'm going to buy the Harry Potter game because it doesn't matter. (laughs) Had a lot of discourse about that on TikTok oh, recently. God. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, just it's not a fucking plastic straw. Yeah, it's not an abnegation <laughs> of responsibility to say no ethical consumption or capitalism. That's not yeah. what that means either. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. we are running real long on like some abstract yeah. theory stuff, um, and we're going to move on to the next song. With me. <laughs> and I won't take no for an answer. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, Da, 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 da. Jokes. And it's burning, burning to the Yeah. Speaking of high context, I think something that is also important for some of these songs is like, this is very explicitly like a romantic song. It is. um, And it's kind of a sweet, like the way it is um, phrased and like performed, it's like kind of a sweet romantic um, setting for some words that could be pretty problematic. I won't take no for an answer. Um, Yeah. 
I mean, we could talk for hours about because there's also like pursuer versus pursued, um, subject versus object, like how great it can be to like feel desired and have someone act upon you versus like being the one yeah. who acts upon other people and how like bound up that is with gender roles and like sexuality and all this stuff. Um, You're preaching to the choir, yes. just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. This I like this song. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be, because uh, as the listener, I'm like, oh yeah. T- what and and then what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then what do you do to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no! Don't go in the bushes. Don't go in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you'll never get away from me. <laughs> is a word? Is a line in this song? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's a bit clumsy maybe at points to be um to be it almost feels like you're leaning into it a little too much when you're like, you'll never get away from me. Um I also feel like I don't know. Um in the sexist culture that we have, it is assumed that men have more agency and power and um like ability to protect themselves, I guess. So yeah. um having one man sing this to another strikes the ear as a lot less um, threatening than a man singing to a woman, for instance, like, you'll never get away from me. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, obviously, like, that is a sexist idea, but um, it's there. So, And yeah. I think it's part of what's going on in, like, this song. Um, this sentence doesn't quite track... I think this is kind of a bad sentence. I won't take no for an answer until I get satisfied. <laughs> but then I will continue to ask. But at that point, I will accept no. I will accept no. Yeah. It's, um, it, yeah, it's a bit, it's, it's like really playing with like extreme, like <laughs> ultimatum and just like, but then once a certain condition is satisfied, eh, it's whatever. T- you can say no yeah. at that point. That's fine. I'm ready to take a nap. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The lyrics on uh, the lyrics of this album on the Genius are not great. Uh, are not very accurate. It don't seem like. Um, but uh, yeah. Do you want to um, get into Power of the Night? Yes. Okay. Great. This is sort of the flip side. Yeah. It's from the other perspective. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, potentially. Because sometimes there's that inversion of like, you have me so under your spell that I can't, I won't let you say no to me. Like there's oftentimes like that kind of dynamic going on of like, you're so alluring and so desirable 
that I simply must uh, pursue you and I won't allow you to say no to that. Um, yeah. Which gets extremely fucked, like, very quickly. Um, and yeah. the ways, especially, like, it's reproduced between, like, men and women are extremely fucked um, most of the time. But, um, I don't know. It's also, I don't know, potentially just, like, roles that they're playing in this, like, role-playing thing they're doing, potentially. Who knows? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Role-playing. It's not just for tabletop. It's also for bed-top. I'm coming out strong saying you can't have sex on top of tables. (laughs) That's that's the main (laughs) point I'm making. (laughs) Not allowed. That's for RPGs only. Uh, <laughs> table, tabletop uh, it's role playing sex. It's D&D, not P&V. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new political slogan. Against tabletop heterosexual penetrative intercourse. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, <clears throat> listen to this. I think that's a good vocal. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it kind of sounds like he's burping a little bit. <laughs> it's very rousing. Like it's that. like, whoa, I'm awake now. I'm awake. <sighs> I've got to go soon. We got to talk about sexual education. Okay. And also, there's a song that we should talk about on this album that um, okay. also says sexual education. Right. So, <laughs> you know I had to do what it. What a reliable you know joke format. It. Yes. <laughs> I'm nothing if not formulaic, Cameron. You know this about me. Oh, I was trying to play it, but it wasn't playing. Sorry. Here we go. that fade out i know you're doing that manually <laughs> thanks good work <laughs> takes a smooth hand um yeah this this um, song is really funny yeah it's uh, um the, the title according to the genius is sexual education missing lyrics which is a really interesting title for a song wouldn't you say yep. <laughs> um i wrote some lyrics down mm-hmm Sometimes stupid, sometimes a fool. Sometimes I stay after school. Can't get enough sexual education. Take it slow with my education and gradually will come to my graduation. Um, So a lot of, you know, uh, double entendre here. But I think that it is funny that in this song, the, the metaphor is like, I actually am pretty bad at this and I, I need to know what sex is and how to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm in remedial classes. Yes. Um, it's like a hopper teacher, but it's like, I'm a, I'm a bad student. Yeah. And it's in the ways of love. <laughs> I also just appreciate that because it is like such a common experience for a, a queer person to finally start like, realizing their own queerness are coming out Hmm. and like having to be like, 
I've never done this before and I've never like even tried to act in this way or accomplish anything like erotic. And oftentimes it's like an experienced person is sort of helping them with it. Yeah. Um, Literally what that dick do. <laughs> yes. What does he even do? Um, in fact, there's a, a great example of that in um, the TV show, the last of us. Um, I think it's episode three has like one of the most lovely, like tender, sweet um, gay romances between two men that I've seen in like any show. <clears throat> Um, hmm. And one of the men who's played by Nick Offerman, uh, they both have beards at the, the beginning. It's like it's like bear on bear, like full just beard, just like tangle when they kiss each other. It's it's fantastic. Anyway, great. Um, but Nick Offerman, he plays like someone who is very like repressed, and he kind of has to say to his his part his you know this at this point someone who's like still pretty new to him. He's like, I've never done this before, like. And the other person's mm. like, yeah, I'm going to show you, I'm going like, to teach you, and like, we're going to do this. And it's, it's really sweet and lovely. And it's an incredible wow. episode, and I fucking bawled my eyes out at it. Wow. <laughs> I just so watched good. episode one last night. Um, I don't get to watch scary stuff very often. It's very uh, scary. Because my partner doesn't like scary stuff. Um, and so, but I've heard a lot about that episode, and I'm, I'm mm. excited to watch it. It's so good. And it has the guy from um, uh, White Lotus. Murray, what's his face? Who's so great? I have Murray Bartlett. That. He's great. Um, well, yes, but you have to go. We soon. got, we got one song left. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we have? Oh, I, I, I took a sound sample of this though. Okay. Uh, so there's a major section. So let's mm-hmm. listen to that real quick. That's great. Uh, <laughs> I, it's just an interesting tonal shift. Yeah. It just gets pretty anthemic real quick. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> uh, yeah, let's talk about sensual, and then uh, let's, let's call it. Okay. You love to hear a man in a sexual context say that he is in no hurry and he wants to like focus on things like foreplay and whatnot. Yeah, I use my hands. <laughs> also, this song makes me think of um, the Tim and Eric song. I think it's called Sexual Romance. You remember that that sketch? No. Where it's like the woman's cheating on the guy and. I don't know. It's it's not necessarily my favorite sketch, but it has a song called Sexual Romance that is like a pitch-perfect parody of this kind of song. It's pretty great. Yeah. We'll put a link in the show notes, probably. Pro- oh, yeah. That's me. I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll send Sometimes you Sometimes it's hard to find Tim and Eric stuff. Um, yeah. So there's no uh, lyrics for this. Uh, 
So I think maybe we should call it. I don't necessarily have anything else to say about this one. Yeah, I, I don't really um, either. I, I don't have the lyrics in front of me, and I didn't um, didn't uh, put in the work to write them down as I was listening. So yeah, yeah I don't, we don't need to. There's not that much in this song. Yeah. Uh, so Village People, um, I really liked those first couple albums. And I liked Cruisin' and Go West, three mm-hmm. and four, but they're definitely veering into no homo territory while there's still mm-hmm. some good songs. Like, yes. Go West is like a fun song. Yeah. It's weird mm-hmm. and maybe problematic, but it is fun. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, the like live and sleazy, can't stop the music, Renaissance, Fox on the Box, and Village People Christmas, that was all. Uh, pretty bad yeah that's not pretty bad for, for the for the most part um especially lyrically it wasn't what i wanted. i liked a lot of the fox I, th- I think i liked a lot of fox in the box more than you did um yeah but uh i think this might be is this maybe their best album like consistently this one we just best? listened to yeah i mean it, it, it avoids be. so many yeah. of the tropes that i it, it there's there's none of the no homo there's none of the like weird metrical singing like gang vocals to the beat regardless of emphasis like there's none of that kind of stuff <laughs> no forced prosody yeah um yeah uh you might be right this might be their best one i think there were moments in the in the first two that i liked more there were higher but I think highs as an album yeah i think as an album this might be their best kind of most mature which is like i did not see this coming i thought it was just gonna really get worse and worse mm-hmm. um and and get more of a slog but uh yeah this one's good yeah i was into it i really enjoyed it yeah <laughs> and and the vocals are great yeah they're great grace even's good um, um i i wonder i wonder you know this is 85 i wonder to what extent uh the aids crisis like made like brought homosexuality or any kind of queer gender and sex and behavior into the forefront, into the conversation um, when it couldn't be like ignored anymore. Right. And uh, I wonder if that made village people um, a little less like appropriately marginal, you know, it's just like, Oh, this is funny, you know, or less like plausible deniability for cishet people. Yeah. Yeah that too probably. I, I wonder if that had had anything to do with the the band uh uh stopping uh for let's see i can't really do math but um village people christmas came out in uh 2018, 2018 so that it's like that 30 be, over 30 um, years 30, 30 yeah 30 some years yeah yeah um anyway we gotta get you <laughs> out of here because you gotta go do some things um, i do have to go but thanks for listening y'all we'll be back next week probably with either a palate cleanser or some other kind of like Thing, probably i don't think we're gonna le- leap right into our next season we have some follow-ups on some artists also to get to um so maybe we'll do that Shania Twain. Shania. um but yeah thanks for listening y'all um you can visit us on our discord our our website at box at that website email us at email at box at that website um the discord link will be in the show notes um, you can support us also more directly by going to our Patreon at support.boxit.website. You'll get access to all of our bonus materials, including a weekly, very weekly, consistently, a uh, mini show called What's in the Box Weekly. Um, <laughs> very weekly. Very weekly. It's almost too weekly, you know? Um, 
I talked about a movie called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And Cameron... I talked about a very so- sophisticated foreign film called... <laughs> I still don't know why it has three R's for a title, but I'm just letting that be a nice little mystery for me. Uh, I almost yeah, asked you. That is a funny part. You should... You, you should yeah. I think you'll be uh, <laughs> interested in the answers. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, thanks for listening, y'all. I've been Maddie Hunt, and just... Give me what I want. <laughs> Always. I've been Cameron DeWitt, and it's D&D, not PNV. <laughs>